think that I'm all by myself in this fight, but they do not know the infinite size of the God who is by my side. Hey, under fire, but my Goliath standing in the shadow of the Almighty. Good evening, everybody. How you all doing? This is CA. I'm over here at Face Studio 2. I'm at my home base studio here in uh, just 10 minutes outside of uh, downtown Fort Worth at my home. Uh, we had had some technical issues this morning, so we were unable to do coffee talk with CA. But I got some good news. <clears throat> Excuse me while I clear my throat. We're going to be able to do that. What happens is with internet service, uh, basically what happens with internet service when you're doing internet service on podcasting, or anything with iHeartRadio that's on satellite, you're going to have issues when it's internet radio. Sadly, we had trouble this morning at Face Studio 1. So what I decided to do, I told the team up there in, in central downtown Fort Worth, I'm just going to take it to my home studio this week, and I'll do my podcasting this week, my podcast shows from the home base studio. So 
when I say Face Studio 2, that's where I'm talking. Uh, just 10 minutes outside of Fort Worth, Texas. How's everybody doing today? Got a great show lined up today. It is Coffee Talk with CA on a Monday. That's right, on a Monday. Now, what I'm going to be talking about here in just a little while is I'm going to be Bible teaching on basically um, staying calm. So we go into situations where it is kind of hard to stay calm in chaotic times. So we're going to be talking about that here in just a little bit. Right now, I've got a new character, 2.0 character, that has came in over here by my home base studio. His name is Popcorn Joe. Popcorn Joe. And he's going to talk a little bit about these various popcorns that he makes. So what do you say, before I get started and do the intro music for Popcorn Joe, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, guys, feel free. You can email me, morningsbrew at gmail.com, morningsbrew at gmail.com. Forgive me, I'm having allergy issues with this heat. It's really been playing games with my throat. So if things are just kind of a little out of whack, then you know what that is, okay? All right. Well, here you go. Let's get it. Let's go ahead and get the intro for him on Coffee Talk with CA. Popcorn Joe, he's sitting over here across from me at Face Studio 2. Let's get a little music for Popcorn. What do you say? way to play some intro music let's give him a cheer you know i haven't heard that popcorn something in such a long time let's give him a hand clap and normally guys i would say morning crow but it's actually afternoon crow <laughs> all right quit laughing at him i know we're at face studio too today whistle how about some drum roll let's give popcorn joe fanfare and let's count down for the popcorn man ten Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, Ten. our newest guest, our newest guest that has arrived here, and what an honor to have him here at my home base studio, 
Popcorn Joe. Hey, Popcorn, how you doing? Here, thank you very much, CA. You said Popcorn Joe, that's right. I'm going to be discussing a little bit about popcorn. How's everybody doing today? Boy, this here is a nice home base studio there, CA. Well, thank you so much there, Popcorn Joe. Uh, man, it's an honor to have you on here. You know, I've been telling my uh, iHeartRadio family that we were going to be having some uh, Christian comedy. And it just so happens that you're a Christian. Can you share a little bit about your faith? How you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And then we'll talk a little bit about popcorn. Absolutely, CA. Now, when I was uh, about 12 years old, I was a teenager. Now I'm up in my upper 80s. And uh, what happened was my folks invited me and my friends. We were in church, out of church, in church, out of church, in church, out of church. Oh, no. So what happened was we just decided that we were going to go ahead and go with my parents and go to this Baptist church. I guess that's what the deacon calls it. Am I correct? The Baptist church? Yeah, he calls it the Baptist church. Absolutely. He's a deacon of the Baptist Church, but uh, yeah, uh, that's that's neat. So, so then you had it. There, there was an altar call that I'm understanding. Is that right, Popcorn Joe? Yes, it was an altar call, and guess what? I went down there and I accepted at age 12 years old. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I have not looked back since then because I'm glad I have Him in my heart. He's led me all the way. He's been good to me. And now I'm making all kinds of popcorn and selling it online and selling it at my store. That's wonderful, buddy. And you got a store. I met you in central downtown Fort Worth. You got a store out there. It's called the Amazing Popcorn Store. Am I correct? Well, you're close. It's called Amazing Joe, Popcorn Joe, Amazing Popcorn Joe in Central Downtown, Fort Worth, not too far from Main and Seventh, I guess you could say. Well, there you go. There you go. That's great. You know, my son, <coughs> who's in college right now, he's going to seminary school uh, to be a pastor, and uh, the one that's married, you know, him and my daughter-in-law, he actually uh, used to work downtown. He used to work for the Basses. Oh, did he really do? Is he like a security? Yeah, he used to do security detail for the basses. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I see Sasha. I see Ed. And I have not come on in. I get Sasha some popcorn. Sometimes I offer free popcorn, you know. You got to gotta be right there with the landlords. You know what I mean there, CA? Absolutely. I understand completely. Where uh, the iHeartRadio studio is is actually in one of those towers. Uh, and, uh, you know, very blessed. We're up top of the tower. But we've been having internet trouble, so what they decided to do was go ahead and uh, just let me do the show from my home this week because we're, we're going to triple digits. And hope you're staying hydrated with the water. You know, I got water, got coffee. She yeah, I got to say, the, the water's really good, but I just want to tell you, I brought you some popcorn, buddy. I brought you two different kinds. I'm going to talk a little bit because I know you got... Music, and then I know you got Bible teaching coming, and I understand you're going to be talking about the calm. That's right, going to be talking about a Jesus with calm, you know, being calm and everything, the importance of it, and it's going to be very biblical, going back to my biblical notes, and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it. Well, I just want to tell you, uh, that's awesome. I just want to tell you, you know, the little Cracker Jacks back in the days, you know, you open them up and you'd find a little toy in there. Well, 
Popcorn Joe makes his own uh, corn that's a little bit better than the Cracker Jack. No offense against Cracker Jack Company, if you catch my drift. But uh, what it is, is uh, we actually make our own box, and it says, it says, uh, Popcorn Joe. So anyway, RCA, I just wanted to let you know what, what Popcorn Joe does if he, if he winds up just, so anyway, it's like a Cracker Jack box, and it's a smaller version of it. And what I do is I, uh, I more or less put the bigger surprise in the box. That way when you open it up, you got a nice little toy, a little bit more special than the Cracker Jacks. Nothing against that. But they also made some cheddar cheese. Now, when I do at my stores, I make cheddar cheese. Uh, I make the candied ones. Um, I make a, actually I got a cookie and cream one too that we have. Which Oh, you got cookie and cream. Yeah, it's a cookie and cream version that uh, is really nice. I think you'd really like it. But anyway, I wanted to give a little introduction and say hi to everybody. Again, this is Falcon Joe. And I know you got to get ready to do some uh, Bible teaching, but you've enjoyed these samples. And if people are interested, will they get a hold of you over at Face Studio One and you can give them the information? All right, sounds good there, Popcorn Joe. Well, we will talk to you later. And as we get prepared for my lesson on. Uh, Coffee Talk with CA on a, on a Monday. Let's just do this one by Jeremy Camp called Ancient Heart.
Okay, now comes the fun part, my biblical teaching on staying calm. So let me ask you something. Does your relationship with God help you stay calm, guys? Well, if you go to Scripture and you go to the book of Psalms, chapter 94 and verse 19, it says, Whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the smoothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. So I'm going to give you some breakdown points on staying calm. One thing is certain from the Scripture, friends, is that God's presence calms us down. So if our hearts tend to be full of anxiety, fear, or stress, we need to look at the quality of our relationship with God. So here's my question for you all. Does your relationship with God calm you down? Knowing that God is listening should comfort us and bring us faith in His power and protection, even when we are under pressure or overwhelmed by life. You know, I often sometimes blame my circumstances for why I'm so full of fear or maybe instead of owning what I've done, that uh, I'm stressed because I won't pour out my heart to God and trust trust Him to help me. But if you go to another scripture, the book of Psalms, you may want to highlight and make notes of these. Psalms chapter 107 and verse 29 where it says, God stilled the storm, calmed the waves, and hushed the hurricane winds to only a whisper. So on that part, the Bible promises that God can still that God can still storms and he can calm waves and he can also hush those hurricane winds. So in my study, I'm going to help you guys with different things to build a powerful relationship with God that would enable us to stay calm no matter what storms are thrown to us in our life, because there's going to be a lot of them. So here's a point I want to make to you. Are you calm enough to silence strife? Well, let's go to the book of Wisdom and revisit this verse here. The book of Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 18, where scripture says, A touchy, hot-tempered man picks up a fight, but the calm, patient man knows how to silence strife. So here's my question I want to ask you. Can you silence strife or relationship conflict? One surefire barometer of how you can calm your really is how you can handle your strife and your relationship conflict. This kind of calm gives God, or I'm sorry, this this kind of calm God gives us teaches us to silence strife around us. That doesn't mean ignoring any kind of conflict or avoiding it when, you know, You're trying to please everyone. Silence, strife, means having the patience and understanding to resolve it. So what's your point, CA? My point is on this little topic here. You can't be a people pleaser. You cannot please everyone. Someone's going to get angry. Something ain't going to go their way. But what you have to do is you have to try to be a peacemaker the best you can okay and silencing strife around us okay so let's pause and reflect do you calm storms of strife around you think about that or do you create strife by being torchy and hot tempered in the human norm we've all been there haven't we so here's another question for you how do you deal 
with relationship conflict? Do you avoid it? Provoke it? Compromise to get other people to like you? Or engage and understand? So that's something to think about. Now let's take another topic. Can you calm under pressure? Whoa. Let's go back again and revisit the book of Wisdom and the book of Proverbs. This time let's take it to Proverbs chapter 17 in verse 27 where it says, Can you bridle your tongue while your heart is under pressure? That's how you show that you are wise. An understanding heart keeps you cool, calm, and collective no matter what you're facing. So controlling your tongue when your heart is under pressure is difficult, isn't it? We've all been there, haven't we? I've been there, you've been there, we've all been there. But sometimes we tend to be more angry, edgy, impatient. Or sometimes when you feel pressure and stress, or maybe you're texting things that you end up regretting. We've all done that, haven't we? Scripture gives us a way to stay calm and control our tongues under pressure. Develop an understanding heart. Only when we slow down to pray about our emotions, our pressure and stress, can we get the past, can I get past, we can all get past ourselves to understand and emphasize with others around us, friends. Instead of getting annoyed when they seem to get in the way, having an understanding heart also means understanding God on what he's doing. For example, let me give you an example. It means understanding that God causes all things to work together, including pressure, stress, and relationship conflict for the good of those who love him. Highlight Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It's right there in the scripture. Knowing this can keep us calm, cool, and collective, no matter what comes our way. So let's take another topic in the book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs, chapter 29 and verse 9. There's no use arguing with the fool, for his ranting and raving prevents you from making a case, from settling the argument in a calm way. So here's something for you to think about. Can people settle arguments with you in a calm way? How receptive are you to a point of view different from your own? Think about that. How easily do you accept correction from someone else? Or let go of the ways that you have been wronged. Someone had wrote me in on an email and said, See, in a recent argument with my husband, I noticed that whenever he tried to bring up something I could change, I immediately shot back with all things he was doing wrong. And why I therefore didn't have to listen to him, eventually I realized ranting and raving were preventing me from even hearing what he had to say. She later writes through this. He says, I've learned from that argument that I need to settle down my emotions by praying to God about things, about them, before trying to talk to my spouse. God gives God gave me the humility to take the responsibility of her wrongs, she says, to express her feelings in a calm way so they can settle their arguments and still develop more anger and resentment toward each other. And that's right. That's right. So here's my answer to that email that that listener had sent me. Pause and reflect on this. Would your spouse or roommate say that they resolved arguments with you in a calm way? In a relationship, 
do you have a harder time being calm and understanding? And think about this one. How do you think your relationship with God could help you control your tongue under pressure? Let's take another topic, guys, uh, on calm. Faith protects our hearts from panic. Let's go this time to the book of Isaiah. Highlight Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 4. God gave him this message, stay calm, be quiet, and guard your heart. Don't panic or be discouraged over two smothering stubs of firewood. In this passage, God commands King Azam and Judah not to be afraid of the two kings who were angrily threatening to attack and invade his land. This is a situation that would uh, certainly make me feel pressured or even panicky as a human being. But God's perspective is different if you think about it. To God, two angry kings are nothing more than two smothering stubs of firewood. In fact, God is more powerful than they are. He, and he tells Ahaz to trust and take care of his people. In fact, God tells Ahaz that he needs to guard his heart from panic and discouragement. How? By standing firm in his faith in God. So, on that book of Isaiah, here, here's a good one for you. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9. If you do not stand firm in faith, you shall not stand at all. So, our relationship with God gives us a perspective that sometimes the people and the things we're panicking over doesn't have to make us panic. So, when you, have, when you put all that faith, hope, and trust in the Lord, think about it. When you put all your faith, and that's how you, you know, just like coming to Him to accept Him, to accept God as your personal Savior, because He's the olive branch that's going to get you to heaven. So when you're panicked, I think a lot of times when we're panicked, we forget that God's got it, and He already knows the outcome, and He can handle it. So we just need to rest in Him, okay? And I've got a song here in a little bit. We're going to play a Jackie Velasquez. It's going to make a lot of sense. So, here's some questions I want to ask you. I want you to just kind of pause and reflect on it. What are some of the situations in your relationships in life that can make you feel pressured and panicky? Also, I want you to think about what are some of the practical things that you can do to guard your heart from panic and stand firm in your faith in God under, even under pressure. So now let's talk briefly about faith in God that brings instant calm. Highlight this, the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 26. But Jesus reprimanded them, Why are you gripped with fear? Where's your faith? Then he stood up and rebuked the storm and said, Be still, and instantly it became perfectly calm. We all know this in this passage that his disciples, it <clears throat> was on the boat when he was asleep, and the storm came, remember? But... His disciples were being gripped with fear. Being gripped with fear, he tells them, it is a sign that their faith is low. We need to think about that. Sometimes our faith is low, isn't it? Right? Andrew Ripp has that song, Fill My Cup, Lord. Some people say, I don't know where my faith is in chaotical situations. Well, you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You, got, you took him by faith, right? You accepted him as your personal Savior by faith. So my question to you is, where is your faith? We just get caught up in it, in this crazy, chaotic world that we don't think about our faith with the Lord. 
See, they didn't need to be afraid of the storm. They were in because Jesus had already had the power to instantly calm it. So here's something I want you to reflect on. How do you respond in the storms of your life? Think about that. And do you rebuke storms in your life with powerful or faithful prayers? Are you gripped with fear in an area of your life? And what do you think your level of fear says about the power of your prayer life? So let's take another topic. Staying calm comes from trusting that God cares. So suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a furious tempest arose with a violent wind and the waves. They were crashing that boat until it was all but swamped. Verse 38 of Matthew reminds us that Jesus was calmly sleeping, remember? In the stern, resting on a cushion. Verse 39 reminds us, this is in the book of Mark, by the way. Mark chapter 4, I'm reading this out of Mark chapter 4. Uh, I'm just giving you a highlight of it. Uh, that was verse 38, this verse 39. So verse 39 says it. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we're about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush, calm down. And at once the wind stopped, the howling, and the water became perfectly calm. So here's a, here's a question I want to ask you all. Have you ever felt swamped? I'll tell you, I have. I won't lie to you. Have you ever felt like the waves are crashing all around you? Of course. Speaking for all the listeners out there and radio family, I'm sure we all have. But see, this is what the disciples felt as the waves crashed on the boat and it swamped them in the water. The disciples, they felt overwhelmed with fear. As we read a few verses later, as we take it down to verse 40 in the book of Mark, then he turned to the disciples and said unto them, why are you afraid? Have you, haven't you, have you learned to trust yet? Verse 41 says, But you were overwhelmed with fear and awe, and said to one another, Who is this man who has such authority, even the wind and the waves obey him? You can read all that in the good book of Mark, chapter 40. I'm sorry, chapter 4, verses 40 and 41. You see, friends, the disciples were afraid because they didn't trust that Jesus cared about them. It isn't the waves and the storm that caused their fear. It was a lack of the trust in God's care for them. So here's my question to you. I want you guys to think about. What do you think it means to be overwhelmed by fear? And also, do you think, do you trust that God cares about you? Why or why not? Think about these things. How do you think trusting God cares about you would help you respond differently in the storms of life? So let's take on another topic about calm. God calms the waves of the walling. The book of Job, we remember Job, chapter 36, verses 8 and 10. In verse 8 it says, However, if righteousness people were bound in chains and tangled in ropes of misery... Verse 9 reminds us, he tells them what they have done wrong and that they have behaved aggrily. Verse 10 says, he makes them listen to his warning and orders them to turn away from wrong. So sometimes the ropes of misery, 
that me and you fill in our lives, which we're always going to fill till God calls us home, come from wrong decisions. I had another lady had emailed me and said, CA, recently my husband and I had some new expensive expenses come up and we felt stressed about how we could even pay them. We began looking over our budget and realized we had been overspending and we would need to change our ways. When she had sent that, uh, I had sent her an email back and I told her to pray about this and figure out a way and that God will show them a way. To have the faith of letting God take the steering wheel of their life. Sometimes you got to take the stubbornness and say, God, here it is. So in other words, they were overcome with waves of wallowing. This situation that they were in was really a storm, if you think about it. It's just an example, and the waves were getting them. But you know what? They made it because God helped them. Zahn Vanders has a study out called Regret One's Idea Self Often Hurts the Most. I'm just going to read a little passage. She writes, People plagued by regret may feel guilt or shame about what, what could have been. They develop symptoms of depression or anxiety. Although regret is one of the most ideal self is often more painful. Participants are less likely to take proactive steps to live up to ideal versions of themselves. A new study published in the Journal of Emotion explores the psychological underpinnings of regret. Researchers found regret stings the most when people fail to live up of how they idealized selves. Regret about duties and obligations is less painful. So according to this lady, who is a uh, psychologist analysis, the ideal self is, an, and she, she writes, the ideal self is an idol of imagination. This ideal self is the uh, image of what we should be or must be or are to be in order to be acceptable. So, I just wanted to share that little thought that she had put in there. So, let me ask you guys a question again. I know I've asked a lot. How much do you wallow in the ways of emotion over not being idealized self? The Bible teachings that no one is good or perfect without God. And that's true. Huh, C.A.? Yeah, let me read it again. The Bible teaches that no one is good or perfect without God. Our weaknesses, our failures, and mistakes should show us we need God's help instead of leading us to the wallow in regret, self-pity, and self-de-precaution. You see, God calms our ways of wallowing by showing us where we've gone wrong so we can change. So prayer hushes hurricanes of emotions. That's my next little topic. The book of Psalms 
chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. O God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart cry. For no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I am freeable and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am saved and sheltered. So you see, friends, we can be overwhelmed by life. The key is learning how to be strong inside, and it's also having a powerful relationship with God. Let's take another psalm here. Psalm chapter 102 and verse 1 says, A prayer for those who are overwhelmed for all the discouraged who come to pour out their hearts before the Lord. Lord, listen to my prayer. Listen to my cry for help. Let me stop here for a second. When you don't know what to pray, the shortest prayer you could call out to God is help. He hears it. It's delivered. The Holy Spirit comes in. Remember God's three in one. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He comes in takes the situation and he handles it it's resolved what's he a it's resolved may not be resolved right now in his time you cannot rush god remember you cannot rush god don't rush him let him take control of your situation here's food for thought how often do you pour out your heart to god and if you if we don't pour out our hearts to god we will be overwhelmed by these hurricanes of emotion and we'll feel that we feel in our lives. So let's take another point. Facing facts prevent wavering and wallowing. The book of Psalms, chapter 119, verses 105, 107, and 109. Be sure to highlight those, okay? They're going to be key points. Truth, shining light, guides me in the cho- my choices and, and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. You see, friends, God's truth guides us in our choices and decisions, telling others the truth about our sins and weaknesses and shortcomings will help us know where we need help from God and our friends. Truth makes our pathway clear in the midst of the storms and the emotions. When we are honest, we can see clearly what to do. The book of Romans chapter 4 verses 18 and 21 says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. And you see, friends, Abraham believed even in a hopeless situation. He and his wife were physically too old to have any children, yet he believed God's promise anyway. He was a great example of someone who went through a storm of life without weakening in his faith. The book of Romans chapter 4 verse 19, without the weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. One of the things we can learn from the scripture is that Abraham 
is that he maintained his faith by facing facts. Now, sometimes we think facing facts will make us more powerful and doubt. But facing facts made Abraham stronger, not weaker. The facts forced him to put his faith in God's power instead of his own. So here's a question for you I want you to think about. How easy do you face facts about your choices, your character, or your relationship with God? Another thing I want you to think about. How do you tend to make excuses, blame others, we've all done that, or deny truth about circumstances in your life? So what are some tactics that you use to avoid facing difficult facts? And also, what are some of the areas in your life, in fact, that you haven't faced any facts? The book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 20, Scripture reminds us that, Yet he does not waver through the unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave his glory to God. So here's some questions for you. What do you think it take it looks like to waver through unbelief? And also, what do you think wavering through unbelief does for your emotions? Let's also look at Romans real quick here. Chapter 4, verse 21. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. So you see, facing facts helped Abraham to be fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. You know, we're all going through storms of life, friends. Hurricanes of emotion, waves of wallowing. We need faith in God's power just in order to stay calm and to keep the winds, the storms calmed and the hush the hurricanes in our lives. If we trust Him and we pour out our hearts, that's what we got to do. So that should give you some helps on calm, on staying calm. And if there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know. Because I care about all my radio listeners out there. So there's a perfect song back in our early years in closing with Coffee Talk with CA. I'm going to play a Jackie Velasquez. It's called I Will Rest in You.
Oh, the beautiful sound of Jackie Velasquez. I will rest in you. What a way to close out Coffee Talk with CA. I hope that helped you guys out on staying calm. Let's lead off in a prayer. If there's anything I can do to help you guys, feel free. You can always email me here. And I'm at Face Studio 2. Sometimes I'm, I'm at Face Studio 1. But this week, the weather is horrible. Heat warnings affecting internet and everything. So I hope you get a lot out of it. Please share this podcast anytime. And subscribe to any of my networks. That would be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're syndicated on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're on uh, Amazon uh, Music. We're all over. Just search me up, okay? And again, like me on my Facebook page, The Morning Brew Christian Podcast. Or, you know, you can also be my friend, C.A. Hall. Okay, search me up on there. And uh, as long as we ain't got any scammers out there... Uh, I'll take you in, okay, because we do check those from time to time. All right, let's lead off in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all you do. Father God, I just pray you watch over God and protect us. God, let us be reminded that you're, you can take care of our calmness by keeping us calm. And we, we give it all to you. We lift you up and keep us hydrated during this heat wave all across America, even the deep south. For we give it all to you in Jesus' name we pray in 110% total agreement. Amen. All right, guys, well, this is CA. I got to saddle up. I'm just going to go down the hall from Face Studio 2, my home base studio in Fort Worth. And again, thank you for your time. And I'm glad you enjoyed Popcorn Joe as well. We will talk to you soon. Bye for now.